Hello, and welcome to Retro Screenings, episode 76. I'm your host, M. With me are my regular co-host, Jackson. What's up, movies? And and Destiny. It's me. It's you. We haven't talked in a month. Honestly, this episode barely happened. It's been busy. Um, It has been busy. And that means oh. that M's watched loads of movies in the last Oh, month. no, no. Destiny, Destiny's in grad school busy. I'm gaming. I, I don't have a good excuse other than <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm into something else right now. I'll get back to movies eventually. Not right now. I'll get fucked, movies. I watch a goddamn single thing all of Halloween. I was like, I'm going to watch a spooky movie. And you know what I did? I watched one episode of Chucky, and that's it. <laughs> because I want to watch a Destiny, and she's been busy. I watched a lot of movies, or not a lot, but like more than I expected to this season. Um, so I can talk about those. Yeah, go ahead. Go nuts. I watched Halloween Ends, which is the supposedly last entry in uh, the... Who's typing on the microphone very loudly? It's me trying to find this information. Okay. Um, but I thought me talking over it would be fine, and then you just ruined it. No. It was very loud. <laughs> you have a loud keyboard, unfortunately. Okay. Well, Halloween Ends. Uh, What's his face? Who directed that? David Gordon Green, or whatever his name is. Is that it? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to pull up, but I'm getting like... I don't know what we're vamping for. <laughs> like, I know you're getting something, and we're vamping here. I'm like, I don't know what's on the other end of this. What? what, what <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, David Gordon Green directed it. It's not very good. It feels like too many movies smashed up into one in a annoying, frustrating way. And I did not care for it. So that's all I have to say about that. That's fair. I, I hated the first two so much, I probably will never watch this one. Because, man, those movies I, fucking suck. I loved the first one. Ugh. I thought the first one was excellent. If they had just shit. left it Piece at that, shit. I'd be a happy woman. <laughs> I would uh, say it's like the worst Halloween movie ever made, but then I watched the one after it, which is even worse. Well... I don't know. Uh, there's some bad ones in the '90s, but yeah, we watch them all. I'll take any one of those. I'll take I'll take weird druidic uh, Michael Myers cults any day over this shit. Oh no, me too. Me too. What if Corey right, and then I... was a druid? <laughs> if they had done that, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been like, they're trying. <laughs> they're trying. Um, then I watched uh, Perfect Blue. The Shatashi Kone movie, which I had seen before from 1997, but it was good to rewatch because I forgot how good it was and I um, really liked it. And it's. Uh, have y'all both seen that? Yes. Seen yeah. That, yes. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, Just, you never know what's real and it's fucked up and it's really good. Uh, then I watched VHS 99. Which is the latest entry in the found footage horror anthology film franchise, VHS. Um, which has like a bunch of different filmmakers behind it. They put it on Shudder. Um, this one was really gross. <laughs> Just like, yucky. <laughs> um, there's a Flying Lotus. Uh, if you're familiar with the musician Flying Lotus... Uh, he directed this one called Ozzy's Dungeon, where, like, these kids go through this, like, Legends of the Hidden Temple-style obstacle course to be granted a wish, but the challenge has never been beaten before, and then this girl 
who like wants to help her poverty stricken family leave their neighborhood she like gets uh pretty much injured to the point where she can't walk by a rival contestant and she loses it and the host doesn't stop the challenge so like years later her family like kidnaps the host of the show and like tortures him and it's it was just I almost lost my lunch watching this sequence. It was I, wanna, so I, gotta, gross. I gotta see it. You, you describing it like that, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of good ones. There's like a ridiculous one about a band that gets uh, sort of uh, taken over by like these uh, Hindi uh, ghosts. There's a really cool one about these awful teenage boys that do something horrible to a woman and she. Uh, I don't want to give that one away, but like, oh, it's a good, like, little short revenge thing. This was a really good entry. It was just a lot of them were gross, and it was hard to watch while I was eating my pizza. You're really sensitive <laughs> to that. Whereas I'm like, let's watch Saw and have burgers. Uh, I can't do it. It doesn't. It literally I... does not affect me. <laughs> I, I see like I a could. little bit of blood in real life, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to. I feel faint. Uh, but <laughs> you, you could just put the grossest, like, fictional shit in the world, and it just does not ping my brain at all. Oh no, I don't know if it's because I have an imaginative brain. I don't know if it's because I can like over empathize. I don't know what it is. I cannot cannot deal with certain kinds of like gore and stuff. Like I can eat during blood and guts. I can't eat during like shit and puke. I I cannot. And and that would those yeah. That's ugh. not true because you won't watch Saw with me. And there's that is just That's blood because, and guts. Yeah, there's no like so it's just blood. It's not really. Uh, it's 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 gross in a way that I can't. I don't know how to like verbalize it, but it just it is unappetizingly disgusting to me how those murders are done. Um, then I watched uh Lux Eterna, which is this uh Gaspar Noe. Is that how how do you pronounce his name? Gaspar Noe. Sure. Uh, more like Gaspar Noe. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a. Uh, sort of experimental short film that was on Shudder, but I don't think it was a horror film, uh, that is kind of about witchcraft, kind of about acting, kind of about directors and control and epilepsy, and there's a lot of epileptic light flashing, like a lot. Like, it starts with it, it ends with it, it's it's all over the movie. Um, just sort of about women and actresses and equating them with witches and it was kind of a mess but i i can't stop thinking about it <laughs> so i'm gonna say i liked it it's got charlotte gainsbourg and um beatrice doll and they're very good in it but yeah it's it's kind of a mess but it's only 50 minutes so why not watch it, you know? Don't watch it if you have epilepsy, though, or if you're sensitive to strobing lights, because you will not make it. Um, and I'm still trying to parse, like, what that had to do with the rest of the film. <laughs> but those were most of the movies I watched in October. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, <clears throat> I watched a couple movies... Um, not that much, uh, but I also obviously no, no, uh, no horror movies because I am not like that. But I watched um, I watched Blue Velvet because uh, Stairwells did their Blue Velvet episode, 
And I was like, I'll watch that. I like Twin Peaks. And um, I thought it was all right. I thought it was fine. Um, it didn't didn't like super click with me, but I don't, I'm not like a hater. Uh, no, that's I, me. I'm the hater. Yeah, M's the hater. I'm the lover. You're the middle. Um, I I I was like, yeah, I I kind of get what it's doing. Um, I don't. I I was uh, not to get into like too many specifics about Blue Velvet, but I was surprised with some of the ways. I thought it was going to be more of an eyes wide shut situation than it was. Uh, I was surprised at kind of the way that movie went um with are you talking about like the mystery of it like i, I was surprised was at how more... real the threats in that movie were uh when how much of it just read like the weird projections of this little fucking twerp <laughs> 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 and um i i think the movie expects you to be a little more uh just horrified by the fact that the weird sex stuff is going on <laughs> um, that i that i i am in you know i i understand why that movie comes out in like 88 or whatever it is uh and it's controversial and like wow this guy's being so fucking weird uh but i was like nodding along um yeah mostly had a good time it's good david lynch makes good movies even if i'm not like all the way in on uh yeah, like his ideas in the way that some friends are um and then i also watched uh it i was born but uh, which is the uh, 1932 Ozu movie that he supposedly remakes into Good Morning later. But you've watched Good Morning, I've watched this. They don't sound like they've got anything fucking to do with each other. <laughs> Other than like basic premises of, at some point in the movie, boys go on a hunger strike about something. <laughs> um, they aren't even hunger striking in mine, they're just quiet. It's like a, they go on a hunger strike. Silent protest. It's It's like five minutes at the end of the movie. It's not... It's it's okay. not you know, it, I they have similar setups but they're very totally different things. This is about two kids, uh, who go to school, have weird like interactions with their shitty bullies. They try to cool off school, and their dad's like being, uh, you know, a, a dad telling them they have to actually fucking go to school. Uh, and their world is shaken when they see a video of their their dad being um like a weird suck up to. Uh, his boss, who is the dad of the like shitty kid that bullies them, is like, "Why, why are you like demeaning yourself?" And he has to explain what what a job is <laughs> to these kids, and they're like, "Well, can't you just be a cool? Can't you be a man enough to like overcome all social structures?" And he's like, "Well, no. Uh, go to your room." <laughs> and the the kids have a bad time dealing with this. Uh, there's a real dark act, like unintentionally dark bit where they all talk about how when they grow up they want to be cool like they want to be like a in the military and i'm like what year is this movie released oh no um and because you know they're all canonically that's what's going to happen to these characters uh just by making a movie about children in 1932 japan right uh so definitely like slots into just just the way things were going at the time in in the country in interesting ways uh, but I mostly found the bits where it pivoted to that uh, very broad social commentary to kind of be the weakest part. That's not the best parts with the kids. Uh, just incredible acting. They're so cute. They're so good. They're like pretending to be tough guys, but they're nine. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I think all of that stuff is really good. Uh, I mostly really liked it. Um, I'll, I'm excited to watch more. I know I have some like, I definitely have some Ozu pilled friends who are like whenever there's like weird, sad middle class Japanese dramas. <laughs> Uh, and I'll definitely watch a few more myself. So that'll be, that'll be good. That was good. Those are the movies.
All right. Uh, our movie club this month, week, month, week, week is Top Cappy, uh, directed by Jules Dawson. Uh, where's the written by uh, Monja Donashewski, based on the novel The Light of Day by Eric Ambler. This came out in 1964. Jackson, what happens in this movie? Oh, I just summarized my other movies. Um, all right. So Top Cappy. Uh, two guys. Uh, what's let's what's her name? Liz, Elizabeth Lip, Elizabeth Lip, uh, and uh, Walter Harper, are European thieves. Um, uh, Elizabeth is like uh just uh, this this traveling woman who desperately wants the emerald dagger uh of uh Sultan Muhammad one in the top happy palace and uh walter is the like suave german uh thief who's gonna plan the job and get it for her and thus begins uh this incredible heist where they like talk to the guy uh who's like a weird british like tech man uh and he explains the situation and it's like it's locked down this much there's a pressure sensors all over the floor how can we get in we need someone who can fly and he's gonna get in and we're gonna we've got this whole job plan um and then they hire uh this random guy in greece to uh drive a car into turkey uh that has the uh um guns in it that they're gonna use to shoot out the lights and it's got some smoke smoke grenades uh hidden in and they just they just need this random fucking schmo to smuggle in these arms without knowing uh, but he gets picked up by the Turkish police, who find the guns, uh, think this is supposed to be a terrorist attack, and realizing that this guy's a dipshit and couldn't have planned this himself, send him off and tail him, like, you're now a t- Turkish intelligence officer, you'll work for us and figure out what this, like, assassination or terrorist attack is going to be. And um, this random British man, who's played by Peter Yusinov in just the sweatiest role of all time, is like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess so. Um, God. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the rest of the movie follows as uh, they start playing the heist. Uh, the, the British guy, the driver, starts trying to get close close to them because like, the Turkish police have like, legally done this thing where the guy he was meant to hand the car off to is legally not allowed to drive the car only him or this guy they made up that doesn't exist <laughs> um, are, are allowed to drive it uh and so he, ha- he has to stay around this crew um eventually like one of the guys breaks breaks his hands in the door uh when they were chasing some other guy uh and um he has to come in on the heist and learn about the heist for real and as he does so realizes that these are not terrorists they're doing they're doing a weird cool heist movie and throws his lot in uh because they're cool uh and uh, comes around uh elizabeth lip keeps flirting with him and also everyone at all times uh and uh, <laughs> walter harper is just just a cool he's just the cool mentor guy who's going to teach you how to do this heist and get away with it uh and that's what happens the rest of the movie just then doing the heist leaving turkish intelligence in the dust uh getting it all done uh doing the sequence that they rip off in mission impossible in the movie uh where he, he flies you know on wire from the ceiling descends so he can't touch the pressure floor uh they take they like it's it's an incredible sequence. They do the heist, they get it in, but a bird flies in at the last second, and as they're like walking into the cop's office to gloat at them and tie off the last the loose end of the car, uh 
they uh the alarm goes off when the bird touches the floor and they are all arrested and thrown in jail uh as they are arrested for this they are, they are sad in the turkish prison uh and lip gets an idea that there's they want to steal the russian crown jewels and it cuts to them in russia in the snow having escaped prison on a new adventure ha ha ha, ha. what will they get up to now uh that's the movie it's ridiculous uh yep why'd you pick it uh because um i i heard it was like a weird cool visually interesting heist movie that's correct i mean visually interesting was. is like debatable but it, it's a 60s movie so it looks great yeah uh, just it like normally looks great though i would not say it's like wildly visually inventive no no outside of like the opening sequence where it's all like really stylized like five minutes and then it's just kind of normal, yes. normal movie um but i knew it was like a big influence on mission impossible uh, I'd heard this about the TV show. I didn't realize it was going to do the fucking bit from the movie also. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, um, Ethan Hunt ain't got nothing on that guy. But yes, like, I was like, I like those. And I sh- it just seemed like a fun heist movie. And I would never have like thought, oh, let's watch Top Cat because I don't know anything about it, right? So perfect movie for a podcast. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, I also thought this was fucking great. I had so much fun. I wish there were sequels. I <laughs> I really liked uh, Mr. Peter Ustinov. I want to watch him in everything. Like, I just want to look him up and just watch everything he's ever done. <laughs> Seeing that he was originally supposed to be Peter Sellers, and Sellers is like, I'm not going to work with uh, Maximilian Schell, who's Walter Harper in this. Uh, I'm like, well, it, this movie would be so much worse than Peter Sellers. And are you fucking kidding me? It would just be a completely different film. Like, why yes. make it at that point? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it would just be a Peter Sellers movie, and I have mixed I don't feelings about Peter yes. Sellers movies. Um, yeah. Peter Ustinov going bumbling this movie is just like the sweatiest, worst man. He's just like a towering icon of British incompetence. I love him. I love He's him. perfect. He's so good. <laughs> um, it's it's so much fun. Uh, as all of these like sexy, dangerous Europeans just roll their eyes at him the entire film. Uh, but then they need him in the end. <laughs> he pulls it off. He pulls it off. It's so good. Uh, the way they like get through the heist and like these like hot thieves who are doing the super sick heist that they've planned have to talk this bumbling fat British guy through it all, who's just just be like, I, I, I don't know. I don't like heights. I don't like holding people up to do the stuff for Mission Impossible. Uh, <laughs> this isn't kind of what I planned for. Uh, is amazing because. They, they just get through it, and they're all homies in the end, and it rules. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's so good. The um, the crew is so goofy. Like, Lip is... She, she describes herself as a nymphomaniac, and it's true, because she just, like... Like, when they decide they're gonna do the, like, heist, like, we're gonna go tomorrow night, uh, she just goes and, like, makes out with everyone <laughs> in a row, yes. in the crew. Um, oh. When they watch all the like uh, the oil wrestling, she's just like, oh, it's so like, good. <laughs> she's, she's the sweatiest woman scene. about it. <laughs> she's like, look, like she can't look away, yes. and like Harper's trying to get her attention, and she's like, but the men. <laughs> Incredibly, yes. No, I took a screenshot of her face. Like she's got like her her eyes are like wider than any human eyes have ever been. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's watching all yeah, these burly she's... guys oil up. <laughs> she's got like. 11 billion costume changes. It's yes. so much fun. Oh, she's a delight. 
Um, and then Harper's just like the suavest guy in the world. He's like the uh, the OSS one one seven guy, but like way less racist. Yes. Um, love him. I love it. I yes. I this crew should go on more misadventures. I love it. Um, they even do the bit uh, from uh, um, Ocean's Eleven, the the Sutterberg one, where the the guy gets his hands like damaged and he gets them cartoonishly overwrapped. <laughs> yes, I love high. Which TV. has to be a lift from this movie. There's no way it's not a lift from. This no, it movie. has to, it has to be right. Like <laughs> yes, Hans's like, hands get crushed in a door. Oh my hands! And he holds them up and then he's got massive mitts on them. <laughs> God, I'm just going through my my screenshots. Peter Peter Yusinov's fucking tie that he's done backwards. The, the <laughs> short bit smaller, longer than the, the the like wide bit. It looks like a schoolboy that can't do up a tie. Oh, he's so perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, it's a great travelogue movie because they shot most of it in in Turkey and Greece. Uh, so you just get a bunch of great locations. Um, the actual heist is like really tense and good, um, has great miniature work whenever they shoot down to like the shot over the side of the building. It's just like a bunch of miniatures. I love that. Yes. Uh, it's just good. This movie's really fun. It's weird. Heist movies are like, just, there's not like a lot of thematic content, but man, this one, uh, slaps. It's so good. I liked Cedric's all his little like animatronics, like the guy in rules of the game. Yes. <laughs> just like i've got a parrot and a weird creepy baby and just all this uh, weird shit i love the drunk cook who's sauntering through every set trying to fall over himself and <laughs> thinks everyone's russian spies which immediately tells you know peter it's not like oh they're russian spies we're gonna kill them <laughs> so he's <laughs> that feeding that probably... back to the turkish police because they think it's a, like a terrorist plot <laughs> yeah he's a mess him fighting with Hans, like when they introduce that character and he's just muttering to himself, yes. is, is so funny. When he's talking to his ludicrous, uh, like Turkish intelligence handler with his ridiculous sunglasses, and yes. Like, uh, why do you think they're Russian spies? Like, well, I, I deduced it. Uh, <laughs> it's like from what the cook, well, like I told was, me, oh, what good deduction. Well, he said they're Russian spies. <laughs> incredible. Yeah, that was um. Akim Tamirov was who's like yes just one of those he was in everything I think he did like 80 movies or something yeah <laughs> um Orson Welles praised him as the greatest of all screen actors you know what fair enough sure <laughs> that's, awesome. that's a very awesome Miles claim to have this guy that just like is in scenes not doing much except having incredible presence and looking arch yeah yeah and also well, like that's what movies are he's in he's in the original oceans 11 which i've never seen i need to watch that sometime me neither i need to watch that too i've never seen any of those rap he's in touch movies. of evil um he's in wells's yeah. unfinished uh don quixote Maybe it's time to revisit Touch of Evil. You know, it's a good fucking movie. Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil's fucking good. Yeah, there's a J.D. Salinger story that revolves around his name. That is, um, if anybody's ever read uh, Franny and Zoe. Or no, no, no. It's the Glass Family stories. Uh, there's a mention of him in that. And I always think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that the dag the real dagger sparkles and the fake one does not. I think that's such a good touch. 
Oh, that's that some was danger great. diabolic shit happening. Yes. <laughs> this thing mostly, I was like, oh, this is really good. I should watch more Lupin because I could get this every 22 minutes. Not as good, but like overall, there's so much of it. Yeah, like I was sitting here, I'm like, I have not seen any other heist movies other than those Soderbergh Ocean's Eleven films, and we watched Mission Impossible together. Yes, and I've I've never really watched a heist film outside of those. You haven't seen and Entrapment? Think, Entrapment's really fun. I've never seen it. Yeah, I'm not a big heist movie person, and and now I realize I am, and I would like to be. <laughs> oh, heist movies are great. They're all. The I specifically same. like them when they're over elaborate, like high scale heists like this. Um. And not like heat. I don't. I don't give a shit about robbing banks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about that. I mean, I did like I heat, tr- but it was it was like fine, right? Uh, yeah. The appeal with heat isn't even the heist. I guess it is for some people. It um, is for a lot of people, but yes, I feel like the heat. I get, but generally, I feel like the heat thing is just it's the weird two guys on a collision course thing. Sure, mm-hmm. but it was enough to like just lift wholesale for like Dark Knight, right? Like Heat Heist is very famous. Yeah, I understand the Heat like shootout is like the massively famous sequence, but I don't think of it as like the intricate. It's not like moving parts; they just get the guns out and roll the fucking bank. Yeah, I know. And yet, I like when there's like six things going on, and then there's a flashback that reveals that there was a third, another thing going on you didn't even know about. Uh, Ocean's Eleven's greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, Ocean Soul's better though. Yeah, but it's not the greatest movie. Time. I did this on my on Twitter the other day. Which yeah. one's the one where Julia Roberts pretends Ocean to 12. be Julia Roberts? Ocean's Twelve. Ocean's okay, 12. that's the better movie. That is the better movie. Anytime he sees uh, what's her face, Catherine Zeta Jones, that does like the Italian romance theme as he gets <laughs> yeah. dreamy, it's fucking great. It's perfect. Greatest movie. Oh, I love that so much. It's so cartoony. Um, every time, um. Vincent Cassell, like or the Vincent Cassell's whole like f- French dance through the the laser beams, it's so fucking good. I was thinking of that during this. I was like, someone needs to dance through some laser beams here. No, no <laughs> laser. Beams. This is kind of a pre-laser beams heist movie. Yes, yes. Uh, Ruined by a bird. Ruined by a bird. Uh, t- <laughs> Walter is introduced like holding a guy up at gunpoint to get him into a taxi, then throwing him the gun <laughs> because he doesn't yes. actually need it. <laughs> Uh, which is the most like doesn't matter that guy doesn't come back he's not really like part of a scheme that matters in the movie but it is just a cool like look at this guy we're gonna establish how cool a like criminal he is <laughs> yes yeah oh i could have watched I, I i could watch six more of these i really could i had so much fun uh yeah the other thing and this is like not really worth commenting on but man sick these movies there's so much color in them they look so fucking good yeah yeah uh, it looks great and then they, when they go into into the museum there's all these stained glass windows so suddenly it's just like a kaleidoscope of like colored lighting and it's like fuck yeah love it this is what the 60s are all about just gonna watch 60s technicolor movies for the rest that's of the year that's it that's all we need. It's not. I, Destiny said her next movie's from the seventies, so we've already fucked this up. Well, I do like seventies movies. I can't. I can't lie. Um, anyway, um, yeah, this one's really good. I don't think I have that much to say other than I had a great time. Uh, I looked it up, and the the original movie is all from uh, the original book is all from uh, Simpsons perspective, the British guy. Yes, uh, and it's like actually a bit like, are they are they terrorists? Uh, I, I feel like the movie makes a smart choice not playing it that way. No, but I think that'd be very funny in a book, though. Yes. Yeah. When you've got to like take 
the interior life of Peter is not a little more seriously in the book. Yes. Uh, this movie understands that you don't have to do it in the movie because you've got you've got guys on screen and they can be some real fucking guys. Yes. Uh, yeah, great film. Absolutely recommend it. If you just want a great two hours at the cinema, this is where to go, honestly. Yes. Ustav won Best Supporting Actor for this. Incredible. Um, you know what? Deserved. Like, right off of winning the same award for um, uh, Spartacus. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, like four years later. Yeah. Good for him. That's somebody I just... You ever just see a movie and you're just like, oh, acting. <laughs> yes. That's how I felt watching him in this. I was like, he must have an Oscar. Surely. And then you turned to me and said, he got an Oscar for this. <laughs> yeah. He's in um he's in Logan's Run also as like the one old person. Great match. <laughs> Amazing. Um, anyway, our that's it, right? That's it for the movie. I have nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um emails. If you would like to send questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh they can be about anything, not just the movie we're covering. Our first email is from Aiden. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a picture book of a bug's life with a cassette tape that narrated it and audio clips from the movie. I listened to that far more than I ever watched the movie, so the lines stand apart from the rest of the movie whenever I watch it. Are there any pieces of audio reused somewhere else that have taken you back hearing them when you're and they're in the context of the actual movie? Um, uh, the one time I watched Jacob's Ladder, there's a blip, there's a line in that movie that is in one of my favorite songs, which is Rabbit in Your Headlight, which is this uncle's song with Tom York. And I think of it, like, I never, like, Jacob's Ladder is not a movie that I liked. <laughs> no, I didn't like it either. But I always think of it fondly for that connection. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have a similar thing where there's just a, this no effects album starts with a Glenn Gary Glenn Ross thing. Uh, and I you know, being a teenager into fucking punk music, I did not know what a Glenn Garrigan Ross was when I heard that album. And so watching that film, I was like, what? That's from the, the, the music I know. What? What's the what's the line? The leads are weak. The leads are weak. <laughs> Jerry, you're weak. God. That's very silly. I also have never seen Shogun Assassin. But Liquid Swords by Wu Tang oh, yes. Clan has yes. made it where I just have that intro memorized. Yes. <laughs> and then they, they famously watched that in is it Kill Bill it's in where Kill they're Bill, watching yes. Shogun Assassin? The thing yeah. about that is if you were gonna watch Shogun Assassin, you wouldn't watch the dub version anyway, you wouldn't get any of that. <laughs> That's true. That's yes. really funny. Um, but it's very goofy. Um <laughs> Gary writes in. Uh, I had a great time with this. Loved a single bird hoisting them at the last moment. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you mentioned it. The bit where they come in and like we found all these arms in in the car, like just full swag. We already did the whole thing. We're ready to gloat to the police and get away with it. And then that's when the call comes because the bird triggers the alarm. Is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so yes. funny. Um, what's your favorite turn in a heist movie where an unexpected detail complicates the team meticulous plan? Um, Bonus question: If you're on a heist team, what could you contribute to the plan that nobody else could? Oh, fucking nothing! I'm the, nothing. I'm on a heist team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I don't know how to do anything on a, that is heist relevant. Nope, same. Uh, 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 
I don't think that a heist movie needs a podcaster. My, um, I think my favorite complication is the bit in Ocean's 12 where they have to raise the entire building up like three centimeters to make a shot. God, that movie's so fucking good. <laughs> so they have to go underwater and uh, during the night they have to like jack up an entire like apartment building. <laughs> yes. What a film. Yes. Classic. Classic movie. I don't watch enough heist films to have an answer. And if I were on a heist team, I would have to do something involving like tricking someone with words or something like that. Like I would probably be like the linguist or something. I'm not a polyglot, but in in my dreams I am. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I I'm I like that moment. It, that moment's in every heist movie. I don't have like a specific like this is my favorite turn uh bit to my head right now. Um but it is always good when that happens. Uh, Hilver writes in, what is the Criterion Collection? I get they put out a nice version of films, have a closet and a streaming service, but is there a unifying concept to what they put out? Uh, no. No, they're, they're a company. The thing, uh, so so they got started in like the Laserdisc days uh, and they wanted to, like, you know, home video was like VHSs, which were not very good quality and they're always like pan and scan or whatever. And they wanted to bring widescreen classic cinema to a home audience that couldn't get a hold of it any other way. Um, it makes way more sense when you think about it like that. Um, yes. And they just stuck around and they do like, you know, the very like American center, like critic centered version of art house cinema is like their bread and butter. So it's, you know, it's like a lot of French and Japanese cinema of the type uh, that everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say that, uh, you know, you get your breathless and your seven samurai. That's like, that's the bread and butter of Criterion collection um and they were the only game in town for a long time and i feel like people like to scoff at them because their choices are very that kind of centric um they've gotten better over time um i was gonna say i feel like they've expanded globally like it's not Um, just french and japanese movies it's not just art house sometimes it's schlock sometimes it's like they put out john waters movies for christ's sake like Um, it's very weird. The other thing is they normalized a lot of special features, like having special features and essays and commentaries and stuff. And it, way before that was like the norm and still doing it even after that's fallen out of fashion um, in the modern era. The other thing that's happened is um, many more companies now do boutique releases of all sorts of stuff, um, especially if it's like classic international action cinema or horror movies or general schlock. It's the hardest thing to get a hold of is like Hollywood movies from the forties to like the eighties, basically at this point, that's the weird fucking thing about like, if you want like nice clean Blu-ray copies, studios aren't going to fucking do that, yeah, but they're it, not going to give anyone else access to their archives either. Yeah. No, the hardest thing is movies owned by the studios that are not important yeah. enough to get a big release as opposed to like, you, you can go to, you know, B movie productions from yeah. uh, whatever time period, and if they yes. still got the rights, they'll they'll. I, hook it I have deal. an incredibly nice Blu-ray of like Blood Feast, but heaven help us if Disney ever releases Aliens again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Not that I want to watch Aliens again, but no, no, no. <laughs> I, I meant like the whole set. I have the last Blu-ray set that Fox put out of the like original tetralogy, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, it's very weird the world we live in because of that. Um. And then that way I get why people are like a little more critical. The thing is, um, I don't actually buy that many Criterion discs. I really like their streaming service because they rotate out a lot of great stuff that just isn't available. Um, and, you know, if you're downloading shit, you can find anything. Um, mostly. That's not always true. But, um, you know, there, there's, there's, a, there's a necessary need for like 
access to films that isn't just downloading off the internet for people for whatever reason you know I mean, all, not everyone's a pirate they should be but not everyone is it all feeds into each other yes um um and then uh tron writes in what is your favorite shot or scene in this movie i mean the best the best scene is is the the mission of hospital heist so they ripped off exactly they did, did, did fucking fantastic they did it in the 60s it's so good <laughs> it's perfectly tense it's perfectly timed it's meticulous <laughs> i think my favorite shot is when the bird triggers the alarm there's this panning shot of like the, te- the the telephone wires that is um like these these multi-layered like parallax scrolling matte paintings over like models of telegraph wires to show the call being routed through the city and it's just fucking incredible it does look incredible <laughs> um it's just like a great special effects shot out of nowhere there's a really good uh point of view shot of um of the the main guy like sliding down the like escape rope at the very end that's also very good i like that a lot what's that guy's name jules julio no 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 not <laughs> no. that guy the other guy the uh the, the oh Swiss harper guy. yes okay yeah you're right you're right yeah. where he goes down the rope sorry yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you all know a person in real life who seems to bumble through life like Arthur si- Simon Simpson does? I wish I bumbled through life like Arthur Simon Simpson does. I was going to say, I know Jackson. That's close as I get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfortunately competent. Not not like hyper-competent. I'm not good at things in general. I have my own, yes. uh, you know, the specific ways in which I am bad at being alive are not the ways that uh, that Simpson is, where he's just like, oh, gee, I guess yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pull the scheme. I have no ability to pull schemes. Um, it's, <laughs> I, I, do I know anyone like that? I must know. No, I guess my dad. There you go. But like, he's not as cool. Uh, what would you steal if you had the ability and the crew to do so? Uh, your uh, officer, don't ask me these questions. <laughs> <laughs> why would um, I? Why would I reveal the plans of my heist on a podcast? What would I steal? What would be fun to steal? I mean, art theft is always cool. Big fan. Yeah, I was about to say it would be art. I'd steal some. I love the story art. of that guy that got away with art theft for like twenty three years. Yes, because you know the classic, the classic thing. You know why he got away with twenty three years? didn't try to sell it he just kept it he just fucking yeah. that's how you get away with it you just take the art you take it home they're never gonna know where it's gone like the, the, their yeah. ability to find it is that bit's so good he uh that that's a great story <laughs> i assume I sh- many people listening know of it's famous in thing that's done the rounds on the internet many times uh, i think my like outrageous one is like a lunar landing module like one that was on the moon <laughs> that's awesome why not right we're stealing Archie Bunker's chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a big museum piece. <laughs> yeah. Just for your own sake. What's cool? <laughs> um, all right, that is everything. Uh, Destiny, what are we watching next? We're watching the 1970-something... Hold on, I had it up. 1975 British musical comedy from Ken Russell, Litstomania. I don't even know what that is. How do you even spell that? L-I-S-Z-T-O-M-A-N-I-A. It is about uh, Franz Litz, the composer, but it's not really. It's about Roger Daltrey being ridiculous is what it's really about. 
Uh, all right. I don't know anything about this. I've never so. heard of this fake British person. <laughs> um, the websites have DVD rips, so. Oh, that's so you know it's the real shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be ridiculous. Uh, I'm really excited. It seems like a real mess. So, and I really like uh, Ken Russell. So, I've only seen The Devils, but it is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. So, <laughs> um, that'll be great. Uh, Destiny plugs at Fridge Buzz now on the internet. Uh, Battling Girls accidentally went on hiatus the entire month of October. Uh, so we'll be back. We'll be back. Grad school's rough. It is. It's hard. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson? Uh, you can find me at HeadfulsOff on Twitter.com. You can find, well, for, you know, for as long as... I realize I said that by every time, and I'm like, man, hmm. I'll still be there for a while. <laughs> until it actually dies. Uh, Same. So, that that that's where, where I am. You can also find me at HeadfulsOff on Co-Host, if you want to follow me there. Um, which I'm trying to post on more, now that looking into alternatives has become a real thing that we've got to do. Um... You can also find the podcast that we do at abnormalmapping.com. Go listen to them. They're good times. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and co-host at em underscore being. Uh, you can support our podcast at patreon.com slash normalmapping. You get a bunch of different shows. For $5, you get Blockbusters, which we're going to record later today about Knives Out. It should be out same day as this, maybe a day after. I don't know. We haven't, I haven't figured out when I'm editing this yet. Um, but uh, look forward to that. We have no idea what we're going to do next for that, but it'll be fun. Um, people like Blockbusters a lot. Um, I have a new podcast. If you go to abnormalmapping.com slash longfire, me and my friend Neve of Ornate Stairwells, which is another great movie podcast you should listen to. Um, though they're not covering movies right now, they're covering Twin Peaks, but it's pretty good. Um, despite that. Uh, <laughs> are reading Icelandic sagas, and that goes up every Wednesday night slash Thursday. Um, and uh, we just started. Uh, it's great. They're very easy reads. So if you want to follow along, that's great. If not, we try to like talk through them as we go through them. Um, and that's been great fun. So look forward to that. Uh, all right. Litstomania. Litstomania? I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll find out. And uh, until next time, movies. Now more than ever. Don't expect to like them. <laughs> <laughs>